Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Wrath of Khan Minute, the podcast where we talk about Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. I am David Stoker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. And here we are at Minute 12, an exciting minute with not a lot going on. (laughs) Exciting, but not a lot going on. Starts with uh, Kirk saying, who am I hiding from? And ends with our first appearance of another core character, Chekhov, saying... Starship Reliant. The Reliant. So we got two two good pieces of information there. One, we now know where Chekhov is, and two, a ship other than the Enterprise. Yes, sir. But first, we have to finish our exciting conversation, <laughs> Kirk McCoy. <laughs> you know, we we talked about it last minute, and it was like, uh, you know, we, I had said it was Dollsville. Mm-hmm. And I think in the last, I don't know what it is, ever it is, 20 seconds of them talking, I think we get more out of that 20 seconds of them talking than we did the previous two minutes of them talking. I think they sort of boil it right down, and McCoy just goes right for it. And, yeah. you know, yep, Kirk says, uh, you know, what am, I, what am I hiding from? And he's, yourself. You're hiding from yourself, Jim. You know, and... You know, finally, Kirk's like, you know, just tell me like it. Tell me like it is. What what is it that I'm missing here? <laughs> I a couple of a couple of things. I find that from yourself, very ominous. The way he delivers yes. that line from yourself, right. like yeah, yeah he's like dad, <laughs> and he and he emphasizes admiral, like he knows, yeah. like that was a mistake. That whole thing is a mistake. And then he tells him, he's like, you know, you know, you got to get back your command. It's, you know, before you grow old and become part of your collection, you know, that's it. Finally, boils down to that. Kirk's fears his age and his uselessness because now he's a, you know, he's pencil pushing admiral, no longer able to go on the on the missions. And McCoy, you know, tells him, tells it like it is, and just says, you know, you got to get it back. That's your that's your, you know, your best thing. Right. So you got to get back into that chair. Yeah, he he definitely lets him know. Although I, I do, I, it's funny. I read that scene a little bit differently. Um, you know, Kirk sits down. And he's like, you know, uh, after McCoy drops the ominous, you know, from yourself, oh. Admiral. Uh, and then when Kirk sits down, he's out. You know, tell me what you really think. There's a. <laughs> I don't know if you caught McCoy's reaction, and I'm just I'm looping it right now. His reaction is like, "What are you kidding me?" <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I just do that? Um, so, I don't know if that was supposed to be played. You know, I don't think I noticed that until you just said that because just the way Kirk says, like, don't mince words, Bones. You know, it's almost like he's he thinks it's a little, like, a little funny. And then, yeah, I don't think I noticed, like, McCoy kind of staring at him like, like I thought moron? I, just, yeah, I thought I just told you what I thought. Um, <laughs> so then he gives him the more gentler message you know hey yes. i'm your friend i'm a doctor i'm your friend get back your command right um, before you become one of these commodore 64s <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Nice. Yeah. So now that we finally figured out what uh, is irritating, you know, Kirk all this, you know, last few minutes and why he's been snapping at people, we uh, we move into our deep space and we see a new ship, and it looks very different than the USS Enterprise, even though it has similarities. It's a different ship. Definitely, and I gotta say, it's a great it's a great intro to the the Reliant. Um, I, and I, I wonder if they did it, if, if Nicholas Meyer they did this on purpose, you know, with the reveal because the the ship's kind of comes in kind of slow from the bottom of the screen. Yep. And uh, you're like, oh, it's very familiar. Like, there's the saucer. It's like, oh, is that the Enterprise? Oh, no, no, that's not. It's 1864, and it's a different yep. ship. But and, you know, but then you're like, whoa, whoa wait a minute, what's going on? The, oh, you see all the then the, the cells are on the bottom, and and uh, right. So it's a little bit of a kind of like a fake out, you know, for a, for a moment there. You're like, oh, it's just another. A little bit. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. You sort of see that familiar saucer shape. You hear the you know the nacelles running and oh, coming across, and you know, it, yeah, you're definitely sort of like, oh, it's going to be another. Looks like the Enterprise, and you know, because I think that's you know, and then you see the nacelles on the bottom, and yeah, I I like it. I, yeah. I like the way they intro that. Uh, Nicholas Meyer did a great job there. Yeah, agreed. And um, then yeah, go ahead. Oh no! It's just the uh, the reliant. Uh, I was thinking about it when uh, looking at this. I'm like, is this? I think this. I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've seen another Federation ship in the films. And uh, so I went back and looked, and um, the, uh, in the motion picture, clearly that we had, <clears throat> we had the Enterprise, we had Klingon Birds of Prey. Um, yep. We had a space station, right? Uh, yep, and uh, and then the only other two things we saw was 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 the shuttle pod thing that brought Kirk up to the Enterprise. Yep, and then there was this other shuttle that um, brought brought Spock to the Enterprise and it had right. You know, it was like a two piece thing that, that had nacelles on the bottom, and then it had a little detachable that flip thing that it does at it the does cool real flip. Yeah, and yep. uh, we would have been talking like, about that for a minute. <laughs> right. Let me just throw that out there to people who are wondering why we didn't start with. Uh, motion picture first. We would have been talking about that flip for a minute. It's very. It's a very 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey flip, right? Very. Uh, oh, I agree. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, so yeah, this is the first time we've seen another starship, another uh, uh, another Federation a, starship, Federation yeah. starship. Yeah, and it's not a um, Constitution class. It's a Miranda class, is what it's uh, how it's labeled. Yep. Um, and uh, I found an, another fun tidbit that this is actually not. Uh, technically not the first time the Reliant has been mentioned in Star Trek. There's oh, really? A, there's, a, there's a reference to it in um, one of the original series episodes. Um, there's a, it's at a, there, it takes place on a, one of the star, there's a scene on a star base, and on the wall, uh, in, in one of these rooms on the wall is kind of this uh, list of ships that are in for repairs, and the Reliant is one of the ones that's on the list. Uh, huh. So that's a, uh, that was first first mention of it, uh, which I thought was cool. I didn't know that till I started doing yeah. research on this. So, <clears throat> so one of the things that I found out specifically about the Reliant is that when they originally went and they were doing the design for this, mm-hmm. this was not the original look. Okay. So when they uh, Lee Cole, she um, she was the art director on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she sent off the. Uh, the the sketches over to Harv Bennett, who was um, who was over in Israel working on another project at the time, and apparently he looked at them upside down, 
and signed off on them upside down. So when they sent, he sent his signed off, you know, proofs back to the the, the design team. They were like, uh, we think he looked at them upside down, but there's no time to send them back and say he made a mistake. So they just went with it, and you know, it, it actually it were It's one of those happy mistakes that that, that just sort of works out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I I find this to be like it's it's a classic now, right? It's a classic. Oh yeah, it's definitely and, yeah. Um, and I don't think they overused it. Uh, you know, they didn't reuse it very much. I think it appeared in some of the other, uh, you know, either it was Next Generation or one of the other uh, television right. series. I think they had ships of this class, but maybe once you saw it. Mm. Um, uh, so yeah. Uh, and I will say too, one of the things as I'm just you know watching it continually come in off you know onto the screen, um, I'm going to show my age here right by saying I love a good model. <laughs> Definitely, there's, yes. There's, there's no CGI here, right? This is uh, this is a this is a miniature, or I guess miniature. I mean, they're pretty they're pretty big. I mean, they're the some of the behind scenes photos. These things are like the size of a small car. Oh yeah, uh, but. Uh, but they just, it. I, I just love the look. It, it they 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 have they have weight and mass and, um, you know, they they photograph like a real object. And, right. Uh, that's I don't know. That's I, I just love it. I miss these. Well, it's one of the things that they you know I was watching a behind the scenes. Um, I think on the production of the movie and uh, one of the producers had mentioned that, you know, Star Wars had come out and they had this sort of distinct look and there were people, some people in the Star Trek camp who I guess they wanted to sort of move to that style of, you know, angular and, um, you know, the way they looked, that the ships and, you know, they were like, no, this is, this Star Trek has been, you know the Star Trek's look for their ships have been established. You know they're very crisp, they're streamlined. You know they they have a, you know you you have to look at at it a certain way. And you know luckily they they continued on that way and they didn't sort of move it into another. Even the even the reboot they still stuck with that sort of streamlined streamlined look of the of the ships. Yeah, and you know that's interesting you say that because yeah you know, I think the Star Trek you know universe and the. Um Star Wars universe very different, and uh, right. not to get into Star Wars too much, but I think most folks who, I would guess most folks listening to this podcast <laughs> would be most likely Star Wars fans at all uh, as well. Um, right, and you know the the original trilogy, everything had that used, lived in look. Everything was kind yep. of beat up and scuffed up, and um, but then when you went back to the Star Wars prequels, everything was shiny and glossy and just hyper yes. smooth, and and I find, and I find Star Trek has never been really either of those it's been kind of in the middle you know it's it's they're not right. beat up right by any means but they're not shining glossy i mean even looking at the reliant here you can see you know the the, the saucers made up of all these different plates panels right? yeah and, and you know, they're all kind of different shades of gray and and uh so it's not like this you know you all painted one color you know or uh right so it's well, i think it yeah. i think it looks like the navy like you know the ships are you know, mm-hmm. when you when you see a destroyer or you see a ship coming in the harbor, you know it doesn't look crappy, but it doesn't look brand new either. So it sort of has that middle, you know, middle ground. And the tours that I've taken on the ships, I mean, everything is you know, is nice and clean, and you know, it is. It's very streamlined and and slick, and but it doesn't have that 
used beat up look or it has that brand new silver gloss you know way too much shine to it right right so is it so here's a question for you and i don't know if you know this and this is this is one of the things i i want to learn doing this podcast so we get the reverse shot is you know the, uh we now see the, the the planet that they're they're heading into or heading towards right so you, get a, get, you get a look at the back end of of reliant and so there's, yes there's two th- there's you know the only really real color on this ship um are the two blue i don't know what those are are those are those hangers uh, that's what i i hangers. always took them as the hangar doors okay so they've got a pair of hangers for shuttles to go in and out of and yep. then and then the red those are the impulse in, engines in, impulse engines okay. yes i feel better than I was not confident to say yes. That's definitely what that's what that's what I think because I think there's a one and a two on the. If I remember correctly, there's a one on the left and a two on the right, in the blue area. Oh, and and I think that's like yeah. I think that signifies you know docking bay one or hangar one, hangar two. You got better eyes than me, buddy. Yep. Well, uh, all right. <laughs> I think I just remember that. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I, again, special effects wise, you know, the, uh, the plan in the background there, I'm sure that's just a painting. Right. And, uh, but I love a good painting. Love a good painting, especially when they do it well. I mean, if they, yeah. yeah. And if we talked about budget, you know, last, um, you know, a little bit on this one, how it was reduced from the motion picture and, mm. Again, I, I applaud them for getting the most out of that budget for their uh, their effects. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's uh, it's not really. Well, I guess it's really not an effects heavy movie kind of overall. And, and we'll talk more right. about you know where the majority of the scenes take place and all this stuff. Uh, but yeah, with the the shots we get of of the of the uh, of things in space and the action in space, I, I, they're all very satisfying to me. They're all very like yeah. Right. Uh, there's, there's no. I don't think I roll my eyes at any of this stuff. So. Um. So. So yeah, as we as I guess as we um, as a reliance rolling in, we hear uh, the voiceover uh, of uh, first officer Pavel Chekhov. Yep. Um, calling out a star date, um, 8130.4, um, and. Uh, I did a little research on star dates too. This is a uh, this is always one that's my whole life since I was a little kid has kind of bugged me mm-hmm. about Star Trek. It's like, well, what the heck are the numbers? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they never have any, you know, never really had any rhyme or reason for me um, of, of what they meant. Um, so I so I did some research, um, and, and originally in the original series, the star dates were kind of a uh, they were they were they were made up. Uh, or they were they were created specifically so that um, they, the they weren't uh, the characters wouldn't be referencing the actual time the actual year month day that uh, uh, episodes were taking place and that that was uh, you know originally they did, they didn't want to say where in the future or when in the future Star Trek was taking place so they used this mm-hmm. abstract uh, number and uh, from from what I learned the the uh, the instructions that writers were given for each each episode was just use a star date, just use a four digit number. Any four digit number will work. <laughs> uh, and then uh, they always follow it with a uh, a percentage point um, and another another number. Um, the percent, so the you know thirteen fourteen point five. Uh, 
and uh, but the the point fives represent uh, uh, a tenth of the day. So as the day goes on, you'd be point one, point two, point three. Right. Uh, so that number scheme is still being used in this film, and um, so we're at Chekhov calls out eighty one thirty point four. And, right. And we were talking about this offline. You picked up, and I didn't. I wasn't paying attention that. Savic during the simulator, the start date was eighty-one thirty point three. So these are these two these are pretty pretty close pretty together. close together. A yeah, ten, a tenth of a day. I guess I didn't do the math on how, how much is a tenth of a day. A couple hours, a little over a couple, two and a half hours maybe. Yeah, uh, and it's it's the things that you you pick up, you know, doing the minute to minute thing. And I, I, like we were talking about, it's like I don't think I, you know, you think of things happening in a movie sort of chronologically, and while this technically is chronologically. You think like time has elapsed, and I don't think I noticed that maybe things are happening on Earth pretty much the same time things are happening in space. I mean, it's it, yeah, it's yeah, it happens. So, but it's just like now that the connection has been made, like oh wow, you know, they were in the simulator, and you know, this other thing that's happening, you know, the Reliance doing its mission is pretty much the same time. And then as you look forward to like what happens later in the minutes, like oh yeah, I can totally see how that would work. Oh yeah, no. Now, now I want him to say, "All right, give me give me another star date." And I, right. I can't recall off the top of my head right now. Like, I'm sure they will. I'm sure there'll be another capsule log or a supplemental, or uh, right. where we'll get another date. But yeah, now we can we can we can hang it together and try and see how how much time actually elapses throughout the whole film. Yeah, that would uh, be great. So other just other tidbit, just to make, close out the star date stuff. Um, Next generation, I guess they they tried to refine that a little bit more and make it a little more understandable. Uh, and they used, um, they used a five digit star did star date number plus a decimal. Uh, but the star date always started with 41 and 41, uh, was uh, not, not always 41, uh, started with, always started with a four. The four stands for the 24th century. And then the one was for season one, 42 was for season two, 43. Uh, so they used that notation, uh, which I think is a little more, you know, human readable. Right. Uh, and then in the reboot, the Star Trek reboot films, uh, they totally dumbed it down for us and announced their star dates are 2259, <laughs> 2259.55, which is the year 2259, and the 55 is the 55th day. So it's even like, all right, now I can now I can do my own star dates. Much easier. Much easier. Now I know. So I, feel, I feel good. I learned something today. <laughs> so did I. Um, so, so uh, yeah, I mean, we don't get to see Chekhov yet. We just get to hear his voice. Just get to hear him. But you know, it's, I think uh, every uh, original cast member has been accounted for at this point, right? Yeah. And do we even? I feel a little bad right now. Do we even talk about Chekhov during the uh, Kobayashi Maru? <laughs> like, where is he? I think we talked about where's Kirk. Where's I, I, Kirk? I don't think we... Yeah, I don't think we necessarily. Um, yeah, I don't think we necessarily. And I wonder, you know. Now that we're talking about it, and you know we've talked about this movie ten million times, uh, maybe they did the producers do that on purpose because he was not in. Oh, because he wasn't in Space Seed. Space Seed. Oh, so a little bit and of I did, callback or a little bit of a homage. Yeah, it was just you know it just sort of came to me like hmm maybe they did that on purpose or maybe it was maybe I'm just reading too much into it which I like it I've, no no. I've, I've been I've been known to do. No, stick with it. That's that. That's why they did it. It was an homage. Let's just say it. <laughs> <laughs> say it with confidence. Okay. Um, uh, 
so yeah so um that i think i that was all i had for notes on this minute yeah that's pretty much i mean the big things where we talked about it you know seeing a new new ship and check off i mean not a lot happens other than you know tying up mccoy and kirk and introducing new 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 things so i have maybe i have a question for you then before we go is and first time we're seeing the reliant but we know the reliant reliant or enterprise which is Ugh, i knew you were going to ask me that <laughs> so i'm a big enterprise fan okay and i probably will always be an enterprise fan yep however i i do love the look of the reliant it's like a shiny hot rod right yeah it's uh, like and i will i i will agree with you enterprise it's a classic it's uh you know i had uh as a kid i, I had a I, you know those models you used to be able to build yourself with the you know the airplane right. glue that would you know just blow your mind uh i had an enterprise that i built with my dad um but uh if i was going to buy a toy now i would totally yeah. get the reliant oh yeah definitely <laughs> it's just a cool I was actually ship Offline, I was looking at some of the models they have of the Reliant. I'm like, wow, man, that is that is a snazzy looking ship. <laughs> it is snazzy indeed. So uh, before we wrap it up, I got a couple things. Sure. Um, so a couple episodes ago, we saw Kirk walking through the uh, hallway, uh, the uh, the Star Disney Trek the ride. Yes, yeah, Star Trek the ride. And you had pointed out that there was a sign that we can't make out the name on the bottom. It did. Yes. So I put the Blu-ray in, uh, you know, the big screen TV, and I played with that thing back and forth, back and forth, and I finally believe I've got it. I think it's Lieutenant T. Grunick, room 223. Room 223. But Grunick, so I, how do you spell I, that? I, I believe it was spelled G-R-O-O-N-I-C, and if there's someone else out there, you know, who can, uh, you know, I may go back and watch it a you know, couple more times. To see if I even got it right, I could have may have gotten a letter wrong there. Could be Grodnik, could be Grumick, but I think it looked like Grunick to me. Well, we got to do. Uh, did you get a chance to try and Google that at all? Or so I looked up on Memory Alpha to see if I could find Grunick, Grumick, Grodnik, and I couldn't find anything. So while homework partially done for this, I think I'm going to go back and do some more research on it. Well, now I'm intrigued. Yeah, now that we got we got a clue to go on. Let's yeah, let's dive in. Uh, to, yeah, definitely check it out some more. Uh, and uh, just wanted to give uh, you know some shout outs to uh, some of our listeners who've been making comments on our you know Twitter feed and Facebook, and we got Joe uh, making some uh, great comments. And Joe, we're working on more episodes for you. I don't think we'll get ten out for you right now. Yeah, uh, we got Kevin B, Kirby, and uh, Pete over at uh, Indiana Jones Minutes been uh, trolling our uh, board at Facebook. <laughs> and uh, making some good comments, which we appreciate. Um, totally appreciate it. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's fun to it, – Yes. We're having a lot of fun doing this, but it's fun getting feedback, and it's fun, you know, and like, like I said, it's, uh, we're enjoying it. And uh, I'd still encourage folks, you know, pop your copy of Rathacon in, you know, jump ahead in the minutes and, uh, and drop, us some, drop us some notes on what you think about stuff that's coming up. And uh, I will say I'm getting excited. We're getting uh, – we're probably just a few, few minutes away from uh, – really diving into getting into the the meat of it and the yep. action of it all and uh so uh, we got a few more a few more minutes of getting to know all the players and everything but uh yep uh, big, totally big stuff to come big stuff to come yep so actually 
I have another question for you. Since sure. you asked, you've been asking me a lot of questions tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> so as, we, as we've been going through the minutes, I have not watched Wrath of Khan all the way through probably in, I'd say, about a year. Okay. Have you watched Wrath of Khan all the way through since we started doing this? Uh, not since we started doing this, but since we talked about starting doing this. Okay. So I did. I did take it for a spin, uh, probably I don't know, a month or two ago, um, and it was more of like you know you and I talked about hey let's 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 do this thing let's try and do it and uh, yep. I just got excited but <laughs> I got so, excited about so the movie. I'm like I gotta go. I was going I was going to do that, yep. but then it became too late and I just figured hey. Let's go through it minute by minute, and oh, yeah. so I definitely. I wouldn't. I would. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, so I'm going to continue on. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not going to watch it. Okay, you don't watch it. I, I already ruined it. I watched it, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I, I'll watch it again too, probably before it's over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, it is Friday. Yes. So Want to give a little uh, follow Friday. Shout outs to people. I, I don't know if Follow Friday is even still a thing on Twitter, but that was a big thing. Like, hey, follow all these accounts. So we just wanted to give some some shout outs to uh, our fellow Minute podcasts. And, uh, you know, primary thanks to Star Wars Minute, who started this whole thing and inspired us to do it. And, uh, and now there's this whole little family of podcasts spinning up and Back to the Future, um, Indiana Jones, Jaws Minute, um, the Goodfellas Minute. And now... Um, the Alien Minute is starting up, I think, next week, they said, June 7th. I think, uh, think they said June 7th, So yeah. yeah, which I think is Tuesday. Cool. Uh, so we're excited about that. We're enjoying listening to their shows. and um, uh, Yep. So please uh, please check them out if you haven't already. Um, and then uh, uh, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, so in the meantime, you can um, uh, check us out. We're, uh, we've got a we're Rathacon Minute on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, you can drop us, uh, we're on the web, rathaconminute.com, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, drop us an email, podcast at rathaconminute.com. Anything else you want to chime in there, Dave? Nope, I think uh, I think I'm good. All good, all right. Let's hit the weekend then. Yes. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening, and um, we will see you next time on the Rathacon Minute.